You're listening to Be Still and Grow, the GCC Ladies Podcast with Catherine, Heather, and Nicole, where we dive into deep theological topics and real life issues through the art of conversation. So take a seat at the table with us. Well, hello, hello, hello. Hi. Hello. And welcome (laughs) to the Be Still and Grow podcast. I've learned from the past couple of times. I feel like when I go right into the welcome part, y'all are saying hello. So I was like, let me just take a breath. Let y'all say say hello. Come on in. Hello. Hello. Um, If you heard that voice, please ignore it. (laughs) It will go away in a minute. It was a glitch in the, you know, the system. Um, no, we have two guests on the podcast today. Mm-hmm. Who is it? I don't know. Maybe it's a figure of our imagination. Is that how you say? No, no. It's a figure. Mint. Figure. Mint. Of your imagination. Figure of mine. Okay, so I said it right. <laughs> Big Ben is a Disney yeah. character. This is going well. <laughs> <laughs> going well. Um, we have David and Lindsay Patton. We do. I know. I I've, I've looked up many apps, but they don't have any good ones though. It's all just lame, like applauses. <laughs> and I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but welcome on the podcast, guys. We're Thank super you. excited to have y'all. We've had Lindsay on. This is probably what three, third, four time, three. Okay. I don't know. Uh, this is our first time, first and last time with David. Super excited. <laughs> it's been my pleasure. <laughs> um, no, we're super excited to have you guys. If y'all do not know uh, David and Lindsay, David is a pastor, elder here at Gospel Community Church. Excuse the me. church we all attend. Thank you. Keep up my words there. Um, been here since day one, and then same as Lindsay. Um, she's been here since day one. Uh, I think you serve, have probably served in a whole bunch of different things at the church. And so um, and so we are very grateful for you guys, and thank you all for being on the podcast today. Thank, thank you. you. Awesome. Um, so just get right into it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was trying to think of something, and I was like, eh, we'll get right into it. So I figured it would be fun today to talk about roller skating. Anybody, any fans of roller skating on the podcast here? <laughs> Want to call anybody out, David? Uh, I've been known to roller skate. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> How long has it been since you last roller skate? Roller skated. Big words. I don't know. I I try and frequent birthday parties and even birthday parties of people I don't know. Just <laughs> um, so it's I can probably been a couple yeah. years. Yeah, maybe. Mm. I still got it though. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> um. I mean, did you go all the time growing up, or? Um. Not all the time. I, mm-hmm. I can't even remember if I went to like the elementary school skate mm-hmm. nights and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, it started when I was in middle school and a buddy of mine uh, joined the roller hockey team mm-hmm. at whatever the um, uh, roller skating place is in Riverdale. And so anyway, Sparkles maybe? I don't know. Anyway, I I joined it with him, and uh, I was on a roller hockey team. Oh, okay. Fancy I am. So do you like bust a move and like skate backwards and like do all the fancy crossovers? But mostly just to embarrass the kids. No, no, no. They're so impressed, like so impressed that he can pull out these skills. It's hilarious. I Mm. think it's a cause for a GCC like Mm -hmm. skate party at the skating rink. I'm not one of those guys though that like. I've got a buddy beside me, and we jump and turn. Oh, oh yeah, I'm not <laughs> those, those are always guys, fun to watch, though. But mm-hmm. if you if you are one of those guys mm-hmm. listening, that that's cool too. But <laughs> I don't do that. I thought maybe you and Kurt could do that if we do this. GCC oh, skating. probably could. Yeah, um, yeah. The noodle knees, uh, backward <laughs> skate, speed skate, couple skate. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So you can still it. do that now. Right now, yeah. Wow. Do we have a pair of skates right now? <laughs> You're <If I> alone. <laughs> <laughs> but he prefers rollerblading. Like, if he has to get regular uh, yeah, skates yeah. at the skating rink, he's not really here for it. I mean, yeah. I was mm-hmm. a kid of the 90s. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I could, like, we went skating, like, every single summer, and I loved it. But, like, I couldn't do the rollerblading, so I feel like my ankles were going to collapse on me, me every too. time I did it. It was, yeah. I, I hated it so much. But I was not that good. It was just like, don't fall. And so, because <laughs> I was always afraid I was going to fall. Now, like, I still love skating, but it's like, when you're an adult you your mind changes so it's like i could do this but i'm probably gonna be so sore tomorrow mm-hmm. and if i fall <laughs> something's probably gonna it's be over. broken so well when you have kids mm-hmm. and they're like we want to skate i'm like what 
arms, teeth. Are we going to knock out teeth? Yeah. Like, I'm just, like, praying the whole time we're there. We all make it out in one piece. Yeah. So. We did Livy's birthday party last year at a skating rink. And my apologies if I had known. Oh. Come on. I, no. I thought I was doing you a favor yeah, by not inviting you. <laughs> could have been the entertainment. But Brett's 76-year-old dad, man. Yeah. He what? was booking it. Wow. Wow. I'm impressed. Killing it. I'll That's scary though. Later. <laughs> yeah, I'd be so scared. I was just like, I want to fall. I know it. I'm just gonna mm-hmm. something's gonna break. And so that's impressive. Yeah. Yeah. I know, He's but Brett's it. a great skater, ain't he too? Yeah, yeah. That's yes, Brett races all the, the kids. Jeans. That was like my experience oh my at gosh. this kids' birthday party. I'm like, okay, all the adults will be over here. No, everybody's <laughs> skating. I'm like, oh, this, this is, is above my pay grade right now. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been skating since like middle school. Yeah, oh, Brett's like racing up and down. Literally, you want to race? You want to race? Like. Not he was so sad win. when that little four-year-old beat him. He was like, "Wow, that kid is so fast." Oh, wow. <laughs> I know. I feel like back in the day, like they were, I feel like cooler like skating rings. I mean, they might do do stuff now. I mean, I haven't been to a skating rink in so long, but like they would have like the games and like the dances you would have to do. Yeah, yeah. Was that one and stuff like that? It's like that one famous song that they did every time. YMCA. No, Chicken they dance? did play that one, but the I think it's like you put your foot in. Oh, the, oh, the hokey pokey. pokey. That one isn't, isn't, I'm missing one. I can't remember what it is. But <laughs> it was that one too. There's another song yeah. just like the whole yeah. 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 I feel like there but is though. You don't though. turn that yourself around. does sound oh, familiar. Like Hop Two Times. Bump. Oh, yeah. The Chacha Slide. Yeah, there we go. Thank yeah. you. Thank oh, you. Wow. I knew it was like a wedding song or something too. <laughs> I, I, I don't think I'm going to hop yeah. on rollerblades. So. I was too uh-uh. scared to do it. I never won anything. I was too scared. Yeah. <laughs> so. I bet David did. Mm. Yeah, you probably did. you win anything? No. 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 And I didn't learn to skate on quads until we started taking the kids skating. So I just knew how to rollerblade and then had to reteach myself because it's completely different. Yeah. I feel like a toy soldier when I'm on skates. Like your feet can't bend. Sure. But can you rollerblade? Oh, yeah. That is crazy. I never learned how to rollerblade. I think it's trying to. It's too much. It's too much no. work. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like it really wears you out trying to do like you know because I think they say you you use like eighty percent of your muscles when you skate and so I feel like I feel like with rollerblading you're probably using a whole lot more. Yeah, I do. Let's do no. it. <laughs> so much more uh, fun than running. Like come on. Yeah, yeah that's true. true. Yes, I agree with that. We're on to something. <laughs> yes. Um, I was more nice skating. Oh. In Florida, ice skating lessons. Yes, we had ice skating rinks. <laughs> they were inside, not outside. They're all inside. Yeah. At the mall, there was always one in the center. Mm. Like all leave. year. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Just permanent fixture in the center of the mall. Hmm. Still there. Oh wow. Hmm. I ro- uh, I skated one time in my life, and I was horrific. It's I mean, horrific. like I even had the Granny Walker, and I'm just like skating. <laughs> They're like, "You can do this." And I'm like, "I'm okay." I'm <laughs> I was ripping up that ice. I mean, it was so bad. I was like, this is not for me. I mean, it was fun to the degree, but when like kids are going by you and they're like, wee, and I'm like, I don't know what to do. And so, it was so bad. I was like, it's not for me, but I'll try to get one day. <laughs> so um, so I, we only have like, like uh, I think two little facts we wanted to throw out there. So Catherine's facts. Take them with a grain of salt. Um, we say that because I like to look up friendly Google. And I like to pick the ones that have like the ads on them, and so <laughs> it could be true. Be they true. might not be true. Probably not. <laughs> yeah. Probably not. We don't know. Just take it with a grain of salt. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, what do y'all think is the longest? Um, let me actually say it correctly. Uh, the uh, the world record for n- the longest nonstop skating. So a person skated for a very long time. And it hours became a world record. Hmm. Like hours and hours. Mm-hmm. Are we talking days? Yeah, we're saying it in hours or days. Uh, it's, it's posted in hours, but okay. it is more than a day. Yes. It's more than a day. <laughs> Six days. Are we playing prices, right? Rules? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Just so I know. Oh, like above if and you below. Go over <laughs> <you> <laughs> yeah. Okay. What y'all thinking? I'm going to say 96 hours. It's mm. four days. I'll say 36. Mm. I was going to say 126. <laughs> no. <laughs> 108. All wrong. <laughs> the closest is David. Um, Did I go over? You're actually under. Oh. You so actually I won? Win. Yes. <laughs> you, David went. the point. I, I was about to say, sing the song, but I don't know how it goes. <laughs> Price is right? Yeah. When you win, da, they play that song. Da, da, da. There we go. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I was trying to do. There we go. So it is 59 hours, 13 minutes, and six, six seconds. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. That's a long time yeah. to. That's still over skate. two days, right? Yeah, yeah, it's like two, two and a half days. Yeah. yeah, two and a half days. That's a long. I would. My legs would be jello by that time. Yes. I don't know how they did that. 
Oh, yeah. That's miserable. Mm-hmm. I'd fall asleep. Yeah. I'm like, are they like the on a stuff. treadmill? Like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I feel like my life was just enriched by that fact. Mm-hmm. So thank so you. Thank you, you are smart. <laughs> I'm going to share, share that with a friend. Good. <laughs> this, this is the kind of stuff we like to bring to the podcast table. So yeah. I'm glad you were a part of it. So. <laughs> Um, with that, that's all we got to say about that. We're moving on. Um, Nicole, save us from David. Why are we here? <laughs> well, we're here to talk about everybody's favorite topic mm. that nobody has stress and anxiety over mm. and no marriages are ever affected by <laughs> finances. <laughs> so how as Christians do we steward our finances and wisdom? What do we put money toward? How do we know if we're being generous enough or if we're putting our money to frivolous wants and needs? Um, yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm prepared to be convicted. And uh, <laughs> we'll see. Heck yeah. It's always the most fun when you're the one saying it mm. because you don't feel any conviction. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. feel the, the weight of the conviction for sure. Yeah. 100%. Oh, so like I said, we're excited to have you all on the podcast. Uh, I feel like y'all definitely have a good, I think anyone who thinks finances in the church automatically think of patents because y'all are very wise when it comes to those things and so um i told you <laughs> i told you congratulations <laughs> y'all did it yeah um so we thought y'all would be the perfect people of course to have on the podcast for that so but before we get it kind of get into it like we love our audiences to kind of know our guests so y'all are married you shared it last name that's what we like to talk about <laughs> when we clarify that um but how did you guys meet we were babies, um, <laughs> 15 and 16. Yeah. Do not let our children hear that. <laughs> um, and we have been together ever since. Never broke up. High school sweethearts. Got married at 21 and 22. Because mm-hmm. somebody had to finish college and be able to pay the bills. <laughs> Just saying. Mm-hmm. Um, we have three girls. A little farm. It's lovely. Thank you. So, <laughs> so three girls, one donkey, left. eight goats. Goat. I'm sorry, ten goats. Ten goats, one sheep. Uh huh. Um, sixteen hens, five roosters. <laughs> We're down to fourteen hens. 14 I'm sorry. Hens, five roosters, two dogs, two bunnies, two roosters. No, five roosters. I, I didn't mean to say roosters. I meant to say rabbits. Yeah, two bunnies. Yeah. So anyway. What? It's a it's a pe- it's a yeah. petting zoo. No lie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Most people do like are into farming mm-hmm. to make money. Mm-hmm. We are into it to spend it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so that'd be a great segue into talking about finances. But <laughs> but I will say, yeah, Lindsay and I, we we met at church. We we're going to to the same church. We were at the same school, mm-hmm. um, and um, it's been really cool. Growing up together because we have so many of the same life experiences. We went on church trips together. We were in, again, high school together, um, college at the same time, though at different places, and just um, really uh, married my best friend um, and continue to lean on that in difficult times, difficult times either in our marriage or difficult times in just the walk that we're on. We can baseline at we're friends. We we long to be together and um and and do this crazy life together. Mm. Awesome. It's crazy. Sounds pretty crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it sounds sound like living nativity at the patents. It kind of is. <laughs> yeah. We could yeah, do that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Let's think about that. We could charge. <laughs> and make money. Hey, yeah, you make money wow. off the farm. Thank God. That's how you do it. <laughs> That's awesome. So would you say like you know, like I said in the beginning, like you have a pretty good knowledge when it comes to finances. Like, is this something that y'all have always been either passionate or good at? Or is this kind of like the past few years we have made a, a purpose that we're going to do this? Or has it just been since the beginning? I would say we started off with bad advice from people hmm. and in, coming into our marriage. Yes. And realized that it was <laughs> bad. Um, a lot of the advice that we were given created two-ness. So we talk about oneness in our marriage and two-ness in our marriage. Um, so having che- separate checking accounts, we felt like created two-ness in our marriage, having mm-hmm. separate credit cards, basically separating our finances was what was advised to us. And it was highly ineffective as well as again, creating 
division, or at least I don't know what you're doing. You don't know what I'm doing. Where there's mm-hmm. no unified purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the pivotal point in our marriage was right before our first child, Sadie, was born, going through the Dave Ramsey mm-hmm. financial fi- piece. Yeah, financial piece university. Yeah, we did that, mm-hmm. and uh, we we did that with a group of friends, and we're able to pay off a lot of debt and kind of write our financial situation. And, and let me say this by no means mm. do we have it figured out <laughs> by no means do we, are we like arrived? You know, yeah. Arrived to any place where someone from the secular world would say you're, you're set, you mm-hmm. got it going. Um, and we have different goals and different ideas on money than, someone who would be a non-believer for sure sure that's good so big arching question how do we steward (laughs) our finances well i came here because i was hoping you were going to tell me oh i'm not that person (laughs) i'm a a person that hold it and don't let it go so i'm trying to be better at that so yeah so yeah hold hold it don't let it go Mm -hmm. protect it hold it with a closed fist Mm -hmm. and then on the complete opposite spectrum a, a spend thrift or someone who just lets it go. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so I, I think to talk about that question, we have to talk about what stewarding is, right? Because as Christians, we're called to steward our money. So if we're not familiar with that term, it's like, okay, well, I don't know what that means. So I don't know what to do. Right. So I would, I like to define things. I like to make up my definitions so, <laughs> because I try to simplify them. So I, I, I'd say that stewarding would be management of somebody else's stuff, management of somebody else's possessions, meaning I'm taking care of something that doesn't belong to me, which if you are doing that, especially of the Lord's stuff, again, I think that that puts a, another layer of questioning of what I'm doing with my or the the money, right? What I'm doing with the possessions, what I'm doing with all of this stuff, because it's not mine. And so I think we have to, as Christians, we have to start there. I recognize that I made this money. Well, I made this money through the giftings or the health, the 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 provision of the Lord. And and he's give, given it to me, and, and, and I'm stewarding it then. So it's almost a, a, a mind switch to say, it's not mine to do what I want with. It's the Lord's, and I should steward it. Hmm. Um, so again, I, I think we, we have to, to start there. Um, and I'm not good at this part, so <laughs> maybe I'll let you talk about this. Being intentional and having a plan. Hmm. Being intentional and having a plan because I think that's that's one of the things we learned at that Financial Peace University. Mm-hmm. Because where do you put tithe? You put it at the top. At the top. Why? Because it's not mine, mm-hmm. right? Why? Because it's the Lord's for me to give. It's kind of like um, the the putting the rocks in the jar. You've heard that analogy. You put all the small rocks in. There's no room the for big the big rocks. rocks. Yeah. And so again, uh, to to you, Lens. Uh, making a plan, making a budget, how's that evolved in, in our life? I don't think that that's fully true that you're not good at it because I can't put stuff in Excel. Okay. Like I can put stuff you're in way Excel. better at technology. I might have like all the things to put in the hole, but like, I don't, I don't, I don't know how to do all that kind of stuff. It, you know, and like we, we have shared that with, with lots of people that Excel spreadsheet that we use and, it's it's funny, you know, you talk about Dave Ramsey and I'm like having nightmares of <laughs> the cash envelopes. Mm. I I hated those. Mm-hmm. I mean, we did it and it was really good like training and learning and really helped to make us intentional, but and especially now that some places won't even take cash. Mm-hmm. So, it'd be really hard to do now, but it was super beneficial and obviously we have, you know, kind of grown from that and aren't as tight with it, but um Again, it just took both of us like working together and um, where is our budget? But again, I think you have to have the same beliefs and mindset, too, because like I can't want to put tithe up here if if you want to put something else or vice versa. Um, So we have to be on the same page and make that plan together because, I mean, you're going to be fighting 
Sure. It'd be so hard. Sure. And I think that's one of the most helpful things that a couple uh, can incorporate into their marriage in general is communication. Mm -hmm. And especially about finances. Yeah. Communication. Um, because if I'm, again, like what you said, yeah. um, wanting to to move something around or add to a bucket or whatever, um, and you don't agree with that, then it's going to cause friction. Mm -hmm. So it's that communication that's going to allow to you know, help us to move mm -hmm. forward. So number one, and I think most important, it's the Lord's money for us to steward or manage. Uh, two, um, making a plan. And three, communicating with each other about that. And I don't think you have to use Excel. You can use a napkin to, mm -hmm. to, to do your budget. Yeah, it doesn't have to be fancy. But making sure that you are categorizing in your budget what's most important, right? So for us, we put the tithe on the top. Now, that doesn't mean that it goes out the first of the month. But what it does mean is in our budget, we know that we are setting aside that money and then putting in categories what's left, mm -hmm. right? So that, so that goes up top. Um, but I would even include in that um, tithe, generous giving. I know when we were doing cash, I used to pull out, so I would have $20 every week to, to just give randomly. Mm -hmm. um, and I would say also taking care of your household, right? Mm -hmm. So if I'm thinking about building a budget, that those are kind of three of the categories that I want to do. How, how can I give to the church? How can I give away, allow myself to give away freely as well as uh, taking care of my household? So paying the bills, paying the, the rent or the mortgage, paying for the cars, paying for whatever are, are, are our <laughs> necessities and also assessing them, right? So like my, you know, Netflix and Hulu mm -hmm. and, and all of those things, like if there's nothing at the bottom for me to save, or I'm saying I can't tithe or because I've got all these subscriptions. Well, maybe it's time to like cut mm -hmm. out the subscriptions. Maybe it's time to get back to basics. That's what I liked about the cash, the envelope system in the Dave Ramsey is because it made money finite. It, mm -hmm. it, it, you saw when the, you opened the envelope and it was empty. It was time. It was no more spending. And we got that twenty month more and, days in the month. In, in well. that yeah, yeah. Here's here's a hundred bucks in this in this category. Five hundred dollars in the grocery envelope. Well, if I spend it all on week one, we're eating. We're gonna be hungry. We're eating cereal and water. And, yeah. <laughs> so I do think uh, again, make making that plan and incorporating those categories in that plan is is going to help you see the money that's coming in and properly steward it because it allows it through that communication and allows you to assess, um, allows you to assess, a am I spending it frivolously or am I stewarding it? Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and, and I think the, the last thing I'd, I would say on that is allowing yourself to be flexible. Okay. So for a budget, especially an envelope system, there is it's pretty rigid, right? There's not a lot of flex in it, um, but allowing for flexibility. And when I say flexibility, I definitely mean extended giving or extended savings. Like I think we are a very uh, privileged country where mm -hmm. we, I mean, we Amazon I ordered something yesterday and it arrived today. Like, come on, it's crazy. Um, but I also think that we have to, um, put those things in its place and also allow ourselves to be flexible on our, our giving. And what I definitely mean in flexible is not less, but, but more allowing or budgeting or planning for spontaneity. Like I said, putting that $20 bill in my pocket and being able to hand it out to someone either who was asking me for it or needed it in the church or whatever, allowing myself to, to be able to bless other people. Because as we kind of get further into the topic, that's really what I want to kind of talk about is the, the radical shift in our thinking when we talk about thinking about um, stewarding someone else's money, stewarding the Lord's money. Therefore, how can I make less of my needs or less of especially of my wants and more of opportunity to serve him. Yeah. 
Well, I think that kind of really stuck out to me when you were talking about the putting that money aside for like the $20 to give away. Like, was that something in the Dave Ramsey thing or something y'all came up with? And then how beneficial has that been doing that? I mean, I've never heard that. So I was like, oh, no. Because it's like, I like it also that it's just $20. Because mm-hmm. like, I feel like when you get more, like, well, if it's $100, oh, I need to keep that. But just like having that, oh, just $20, if I can help someone with it or whatever, just having that mindset, I feel like it's a really good thing for a Christian and just for our hearts as people. Sure. Yeah. I don't remember it being in that. I, I remember it being something that I we talked about and I wanted to do. I would just say in general, his heart is always like that. And so um, he would it, just in his his work was kind of in and out at gas stations, at places where there might be people sitting and asking for money. And he would he's always been very generous. I'm I'm not the generous one. I mean, it's fine. We can't both be. We would have nothing. That's fine. But. He's always been that, and so which I think is a great quality to have. Um, so he was like, "Let's just budget for it," because I it's a desire that he had, and so it was helpful. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. I'm like, I'm gonna implement that. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> um, and then quickly, can you talk about like if someone says, "Well, what do I even begin to start a budget? Like, how do I even start that? I don't know. You know, we just you know we have our ways. We've been setting it. We have mm-hmm. it in our, our mind. This is what we do. This comes out this month. We already know that." Why do we need to make a budget for? Mm-hmm. Sure. There's only two things that make up a budget, income and expenses, mm-hmm. right? How much do I have coming in? Now that may look different. Maybe, <clears throat> maybe I know, Catherine, you have been paid based on like um, you, you did catering mm-hmm. a while back. And if you had events, you you made money, and and sometimes those were closer, and sometimes they were farther apart. Mm-hmm. I know my income uh, years ago was very hit or miss. It was feast or famine. I guess mm-hmm. is a good way to say it. So maybe maybe that's how your income is. And in that situation, I would look back over the last several months and try and find some average, mm-hmm. because again, if it's low sometimes and high sometimes, or you have a low week and a high week, which uh, we kind of have, um, it, it's how, it's how you average them together and, and, and come up with something that's basically a monthly, I, I know about how much I'm going to have coming in. So you're essentially allowing some flexibility in your budget. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe when, when we had this for a while, uh, where, Lindsay and I were paid in offsetting weeks. That was actually really nice. So <laughs> someone was being paid every week. That was mm-hmm. super nice. Or maybe you're a teacher and you get paid once a month. Again, mm-hmm. it's all about looking at what you have coming in, looking at it over the past three months or six months and averaging that and saying, this is about what I have. If you know me, which is funny that I'm saying this now, but if you know me, I'm not a, a penny counter. I don't, I don't like counting pennies. I don't... I, I, it's my, to me, it's minutia and, and my brain is not that smart. So I like rounding mm-hmm. round numbers. I like to box stuff into, to, to make sense uh, for me. And so again, taking about what you, you have coming in and then for your expenditures, that can be even easier because again, look back, do you have a bank statement that you could look at? Do you have a check registry that you could look at? Um, or do you have receipts that you can look at? How much is my mortgage or my rent? How much are my car payments? How much is my insurance? How much did I spend at Publix last, last, uh, last month? Um, and so adding those together and putting them into a, a budget where you have income at the top, my income for the whole month equals X minus my expenditures. And the way I do it in my Excel spreadsheet, it tells me percentages of my income. So if I have a thousand dollars and if my uh, a tithe on that, which is tithe is ten percent, would be one hundred dollars, right? Well, then my mortgage, if my mortgage is, you know, two hundred dollars, then that's twenty percent, right? And so it it's kind of telling me, and that helps me in my categories too, because if my food is like way out of whack and it's you know seventy percent of my income. <laughs> Then we need to talk to Lindsay about not <laughs> shopping at Publix no. and shopping somewhere else. Probably, but, conversations we've had. It's fine. But um, it, it doesn't have to be complicated. Mm. It doesn't have to be an Excel. It does need to be written down so you and your spouse can talk about each category and look at it. Because it's a great time for purging, too. Mm-hmm. You look back through your bank statements and you're like, 
I didn't even know I was paying for that subscription still. Mm-hmm. I didn't. Why are we paying, you know, Google $20 a month to keep up with my pictures or whatever it is, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and so it's a good time to purge those things as well, especially when you come to the end of it and realize my expenditures are more mm-hmm. than my income. Mm-hmm. Um, and so write it down, have a conversation about it, and hold each other accountable. Mm-hmm. George and I have gone through several phases of that throughout our marriage where we review what we've spent and it's hurtful. Mm -hmm. It like hurts your feelings Mm -hmm. when you go through your expenses and you're like, we spend how much eating out? Mm -hmm. We spend how much at Starbucks? Mm -hmm. We spend how much at this place? And then it's like being confronted with that is like, ooh, Mm -hmm. we got to get our stuff together. Yeah, we've had several of those. Sure, Mm -hmm. 100%. And and, and I um, I think the envelope system is a very good way to train yourself on mm-hmm. that. I have $100 in my go out to eat mm-hmm. budget. When it's gone, we're, we're done. Let's learn how to go out to eat in a manner or go on date nights or go to the go movies. Go somewhere cheaper. Yeah. In, in a way that we get creative. You get creative when you have less money. Mm-hmm. And, and so again, am I using this money to glorify the Lord? Am I stewarding his money well? Is my Netflix subscription, is my Amazon payments, is my excessive going out to eat, is that glorifying the Lord? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are things to talk about when you put together a budget? Yes. Mm-hmm. I love it. I'm getting very convicted. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> it's like, well, because I'm the same. Like, I, I don't feel like I spend, I'm very frugal. So, like, I don't mm-hmm. like to spend a whole lot of money, but I feel like, same thing. Like, I've, I've looked back at my statements and I'm like, how many times did I go to the freaking grocery store? But like, <laughs> it wasn't a lot, but it's like, but I needed those things. Yeah. And so, but then all that adds up and I'm mm-hmm. like, well, how can I make that smaller? How can mm-hmm. I go less trips and everything? And so it's like, cause I feel very frugal until you look at that big account <laughs> and you're like, dang it, where did it all where go? It go? Yeah. <laughs> it'll, it'll humble you for sure mm-hmm. when you start counting. Yeah. And I think it's the same thing as a, a diet, right? Mm-hmm. And so you go on a diet, you know, you see some results and then you get bored of it or tired of it or whatever. And then you start to realize why am I spending money? Mm-hmm. Am I spending money because it makes me feel good? Mm-hmm. Am I spending money because I'm sad and I want to be happy? Am I spending money? It, it basically helps you diagnose my wants versus my needs. Yeah. It gets to some heart issues for sure. sure. 100%. Yeah. And I'm telling you right now that envelope, when it's empty, <laughs> you get to really questioning your, your wants versus your needs. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think a, a reset. That, that's a great way to reset our minds towards um, our money is to, I, mean, I say, go in hardcore and, and, and grab you some envelopes. Mm. Or maybe if you don't want to spend money on envelopes, borrow some. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Go Ma- to the bank. Make them, out of, make them out of computer paper and fold, fold the top over. <laughs> oh, staples, staples, staples. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rent some staples. Oh, yeah. Um, so with that, how do you view finances in light of eternity? Yeah, so... I think that's exactly what we're talking about. If it's the Lord's money and not my money, I think the question I'm asking myself is, whose kingdom am I building, right? Whose, whose legacy am I extending, right? Mine or the Lord's? Uh, I think we have to, as Christians, always take it to the cross. We always have to recognize the price that was paid for us as Jesus lived a sinless life, died for in our place and for our sins on the cross, um, was buried, rose again, and now sits at the right hand of the Father, preparing a place for us for all eternity where there's no sickness or sadness or dying. All that has passed away, and, and, and the, the, the glory of eternity is what's in front of us. Mm-hmm. So how much am I going to spend at Starbucks to, to prepare myself for that? How much am I going to buy from Amazon to prepare myself for that? Like, again, that, that really, in light of the gospel and in light of eternity, can help us make judgments on how we're spending our money and how we're categorizing it. Um, and so, if you had anything on that, but I, I, I definitely think reorienting our mind on the temporariness 
of our cravings and also the temporariness of the legacy that we're building here and the permanence and eternality of the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I would just say for us, you know, doing that financial piece, again, not necessarily a, a plug for Dave Ramsey by any means, but for us, it was very like life altering for our finances and viewing them that way. Again, do we do it perfectly? No. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, changed our perspective of our finances drastically. Yeah. And, and I think just in, in light of the Christian life, we are called to be faithful. Mm-hmm. Right. And so maybe this month you don't win. Right. Mm-hmm. Maybe this month looks still looks a little bit like the last month, but you're making some progress. And then next month you, you have a slump. Like we're called to be faithful in our finances, especially faithful in our stewarding. And so I don't want people to listen to this and feel down, depressed or hopeless. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, smile, Catherine. Come on. <laughs> um, what we what we what this is for is to change our our mindset about money in light of the gospel, in light of what Christ has done for us and in light of eternity mm-hmm. so that we are taking all that he is providing for us and then leveraging it and using it for him and the building of his kingdom. And we are, we will be judged on our faithfulness mm-hmm. in that. Yeah. Well, I like what you were talking about even earlier. It's like having that mindset of, like you were saying, that we're stewarding it. It's not ours. It's mm-hmm. the you know, it's for the Lord. And so I think switching that, because I think we live in a world that everything is mine, 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 mine. I got to be something. I got to build this mm-hmm. and that. Um, but having that shift to say, no, no, no. I'm doing all this for the Lord and for the building of his kingdom is a great mind shift. It's something I don't, I don't think, A, of course, we're not taught. And mm-hmm. I think it's a great mindset to have. But how do you create the difference? How do you know if you're building your kingdom or are you going to are you building your kingdom or the Lord's kingdom? Sure. And I think that is our motives. Mm-hmm. Right. So checking your motives. How do I check my motives? Look at what you spent last mm-hmm. month. Where did you spend it? Mm-hmm. Do, does the check say, you know, <laughs> to the Lord or does the check say to my, you know, whatever, to, to my living room? To- well, and I think Kirk has said it too, you know, in multiple different sermons, you, you know, you hear him say leverage it all for the kingdom. So mm-hmm. leverage your car, y- use it for the kingdom, um, whatever that looks like. Your home, invite people in, talk to them about Jesus. So, you know, like... It's not saying don't have a house, don't don't have a car, don't don't have things. But again, what is your motive with these things? Is it like, hey, look how great I am. Do you see this? Look what I've got. You know, or is it for I want to leverage this because I want to use this as a tool to talk to you about Jesus? Yeah. And I think uh we have motives and we also have a calling. We have a calling on our lives to make disciples. We have a calling on our lives to love and seek seek after the Lord. So really money, though it's a large category of how we live our lives, it's another category of how we are going to be faithful in following him, faithful in serving him. And, and that calling is what's going to pull us towards our motives in our views of our finances. So again, um, uh, some people are called to overseas missions and that is stellar. And so they can leverage their finances for preparing for that. Um, some people or a lot of people are called to missions here in their own community. How are you leveraging? What's your motivation for how you're using the, your finances here in your community? We are called to build the church. A motivation there is for the glory of God to be seen and known by many, many people throughout the world, right? How are we leveraging our finances for building his kingdom uh, here through the church? And I think it, it, the third one on that is just that purposeful living. Like I said, with a budget, I mean, you have to be intentional um, and you have to be purposeful. Maybe those are the same word. I think probably, but anyway, you have to be purposeful with your, your budget. That's why, again, putting our, for us, putting our tithe at the top, 
and also allowing flexibility in it for just generous giving and then how we view those purchases that we have in our home. What do we use our couch for? We use it for family time, definitely. But how many people have we had sit on our couch mm -hmm. and, and we either share the gospel or do counseling or do coaching or all of those things. Mm -hmm. Same with our cars, taking people here and there. Um, in our home, we want to have, we, we re renovated our home and we renovated it in a specific way so it was open and we could have people over. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and the table is one of the main focuses in the whole first floor. And so how are we using that? How are we purposefully using that for the expansion of, of God's kingdom, I think is a, a question that we have to ask ourselves yeah. every, every month when we review our budget and, you know, through our life. Yeah. I think y'all just kind of touched on it. I know when we were talking about this, Heather had brought up a quite great question of like, how do you, which like, so y'all just kind of touched on, of like if we get a new car how is that glorifying to the lord you know but like how y'all were saying like using that because at first I, when i was thinking about that i'm like i wonder how i can use it for it. but like when y'all broke it down I'm like oh that's pretty simple <laughs> it's like <laughs> using it for god and using it where you have a home you can buy people in you can minister to you can um share the gospel with like all that you can turn over to the lord so i think that's fantastic <laughs> yeah yeah to the point of like if you uh, sure we need a car to get from A to B, give somebody mm -hmm. a ride to church, whatever it might be. But then that limit of, is a $100,000 car really necessary? Mm, right. You know, like. In your means. Mm, yeah. Let's <laughs> talk about that, you know. Uh, but yeah, I think I struggle with that too sometimes. I'm like, mm -hmm. do we want like the $60,000 car is nice, you know? Mm -hmm. But I think the $35,000 car might cover the same mm -hmm. thing, you know? So it's mm -hmm. just like. Submitting it all to the Lord in prayer. Yeah. You know, just praying about these big purchases sure. that you make. And yeah. do we need this? And what should we do? Yeah, I was about to ask, like, where is that fine line? Is it just like, well, we can, we can afford the fancy car. Let's go ahead and get it. Or is it like, mm -hmm. no, you should get something that's more in your means. Like, how do you teetle along that kind of line? So. Yeah, I would go back to what is my motive? Mm -hmm. um, are you purchasing your car as a tool for ministry? Or as a status symbol for building your ego or your kingdom? Am I buying this house as a tool for ministry? Or am I trying to look better than, you know, my friend down the street? The Joneses. <laughs> <laughs> They're hard to keep up with, y'all. <laughs> that, that is good. true. That is true. Yeah, so I believe that all, if we're, if we're stewarding the Lord's money, and then the Lord's money is purchasing these things. Are we using them as a tool for expanding the kingdom? Because we know that a brick can be used to build a church or thrown through a window, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, everything, a, a tool is, ha, has no good or bad. It's the way that we use it. Mm. And, and so are you purchasing this or do you desire this because it makes me feel better, look better, sound better, or am I using it or buying it to use it to extend the kingdom of God or use it towards his service? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I would add to that. Let me add one thing yeah, to that. On. Don't you cut me off. Oh, no, it's like, <laughs> if, if I had that ability, buddy, I would have done it a long time ago. <laughs> It's a button. <laughs> Cancel. <laughs> I don't think I came up with this. And Lindsay's was, we were arguing about this. I don't think I came up with this. <laughs> but buy the good chips. Hmm. So I'm going to, I'll, I'll say it this way. Use your money, not, not only to build the kingdom of God, also use it to bless people. Mm -hmm. So when you have people come over to your help, your house, don't buy the thin chips that you Preach. can't dip the, <laughs> the guacamole <laughs> with. Mm -hmm. You get the good chips. Mm. Use it. Kind of goes back a little bit. It kind of goes back to that twenty dollars that I kept in my pocket. Like using your money or planning to use your money as a blessing to others. Now maybe mm -hmm. don't get the good chips when it's just you know you mm -hmm. and the family. Maybe. <laughs> But using it as a blessing to, to others, I, I think, is absolutely, again, how we are building the kingdom, how we are 
checking our motivations? Are we only giving ourselves the good stuff and mm-hmm. skimping on our friends, families, church members, mm-hmm. people we don't know, people we're evangelizing to? Um, or, or are we skimping on ourselves, which is not American, and <laughs> giving the good chips to the our neighbor and our you know yeah others? So a person kind of going into that, do you feel like it's more of a heart shift or a mind shift kind of going into all of that? Yes. Mm-hmm. Both. Next question. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yeah. It's true because I think, too, I think about different parts of, you know, our budget and changing things. It can, it can like, like Nicole said, I mean, you're like, okay, I'll, we can do this. But, like, that just, like, hurts just a little bit. But I'll write, I'll write the check I get, you know, like – um. But the Lord, I mean, he uses all things. He's, yeah. He uses it to to change your heart, to change your mind, to draw you closer to him. Mm. So, um, yeah, I, was, I would say both for sure. And one may come before the other mm. for sure. Yeah. yeah. I feel the yeah. need like to pray over because I can teeter. I'm like, either you're cheap or you're bougie. <laughs> like, <laughs> no and, and, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, it's like, Lord, guide our hearts to not have to be either Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. not that like i don't i don't deserve the better you know Mm -hmm. because at some point if we're talking about food you know Mm -hmm. it comes to your health like Mm -hmm. sure the cheap food it's gonna kill you Mm -hmm. ultimately right you know like mcdonald's is gonna kill you ultimately (laughs) so just like Go to Wendy's. No, I'm just kidding. Say, uh, Chick-fil-A. Uh, Chick-fil-A. Right? The Lord's yeah. chicken. Yes. I left it. I'll pay $10 for that meal. <laughs> uh, but then that, you know, I don't know, living in between the cheap and the bougie is kind of like, it's yeah. okay. You know, like mm-hmm. coming from, Brett and I have a ministry background and it's like, I mean, hearing, you know, like your family can live off $30,000 a year and like family of, we knew a family of six that was living off, you know, like you can do $30,000 a year and I'm like, how do you do that? Wow. I, that stressed Teach me, me your ways. Out. Yeah, I'm like, mm. <laughs> but that brought so much like stress and pressure and like just a different way of I don't know revealing your heart and like mm-hmm. when you don't make enough money, money becomes your god. When you make too much money, money becomes your god. You mm-hmm. know, like when it's a stressor, yeah. you know. So like, so important to steward your money well. But, mm-hmm. yeah. I think there's also a balance in finding security in your finances over the Lord, mm-hmm. and I know. Like you talk about money becoming your God, like it's an idol in all of our lives. It's a first world problem, an American problem. Mm. But like, I guess one of my burning questions, and I don't know if it's on the list, I'm sorry, Mm. is as Christians who are striving to steward well what God has given us, how do we not go so far as to idolize that security in our finances above the security in the Lord or trusting him when to be generous and not have a savings. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I know that there's been times mm-hmm. in our life where our savings account has been like nothing. Mm-hmm. We don't even have one to really doing well. We've got several months worth of expenses covered and it just ebbs and flows. And Lord has always kept us mm-hmm. regardless of what season of life we were in or how many jobs we had or anything. But that's an anxious place in my heart. When that savings account goes, it's like, um, and it's not always like irresponsibility or frivolousness it's just Mm -hmm. like the condition of the world that we're living in yeah things are more expensive than ever before like Mm -hmm. how do we navigate that yeah i was like that was basically the question (laughs) i was like that's pretty good yeah um first i would say we have been in that position (laughs) i mean you know like you say ebbs and flows um but the what you're talking about especially for for females i think there's what dave ramsey calls the security gland and mine like (laughs) mine flares up real quick like that um but i think i think there's like a there's a happy medium you can you can make plans right and then the lord he has taken care of us and again it's been here or it's been here and it's like what are we gonna do and he always does uh i'm not saying that's like a like don't follow that but you know um he he will provide for sure yeah yeah where is my trust where is my hope is it in a big savings account is it in a 401k for my retirement is it retirement where where is my hope where is my trust is it in eternity uh with the lord <clears throat> um i 
in a previous church was doing lawn maintenance at a, a guy's house. We, uh, it was a ministry of the church and we were at his house and it was basically, it was like, um, an orphanage, uh, but for special needs children. And, um, he, he was telling us, he said, I, I don't have anything. Everything is provided for us. And he said, I, I, I'll be doing this until the day I die. He said, I don't have a retirement. My retirement is out of this world. Mm-hmm. That was like, stuck with me. My retirement's mm-hmm. out of this world. Well, of course it is. Mm-hmm. It's in eternity with, with the Lord. Um, I would also add a, um, Charles Wesley, uh, quote, uh, one of the founders of Methodism, um, he said, make all you can so you can save all you can so you can give all you can. Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty, pretty accurate in like, I, I'm not making, I'm not trying to make more money so I can do X, Y, Z. I'm not saving a whole lot of money so I can make myself feel better. I'm using all of those as a tool because it's not my money anyway. Mm-hmm. To, to give and to plant seeds and to 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 expand God's kingdom and and we do the same here at the church. We give away money to other church plants. We give money away to other organizations. We give money away in benevolence to our people because we're not building our kingdom. Mm-hmm. We're not trying to grow some you know mega ministry. We're trying to be faithful because our motive is for the Lord and be, being with him for, uh, for eternity. Um, yeah, so I think savings is awesome, and the Lord can lead us into a season where he's calling us to trust in him because there is no savings. Mm-hmm. I think making money is awesome. They're, they're, we're not called... Jesus doesn't call his disciples to a poverty ministry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and oftentimes poverty, poverty ministry can be also a self-righteousness as well. Um, and so he's calling us to be faithful. He's calling us to trust in him no matter the season, no matter in, in plenty or in want, mm-hmm. right? Um, and, and I would go on to say we're, we're called to radical, sacrificial, discipleship um look at look at the the words of jesus the parables of of jesus when he calls disciples he's calling them to leave everything when he's feeding five thousand he is providing for everyone and the disciples had the baskets left over right um like the Lord will provide, Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide as he has been faithful throughout the Bible, throughout the church age, and even in our lives today. And he will provide upon that return. Um, so I think that's where we rest our our hope for sure. Absolutely. And I was thinking too, just like, I always think of like in a personal way for people that like, when they're in that that low season, they're in that struggling season, and they're like, "I've done a lot of different things. I'm at my wits' end. I'm very strained. All the you know, I'm stressed out. Whether it's the savings, I'm stressed out. Whether it's checking accounts, whatever it may be. Like, what would you t- kind of encourage that person of how to take that to the Lord? You know, because I feel like even when we we talk about with prayer, it's like you know, we say the same prayer over and over again. Like, Lord, I need help. I you know, I'm struggling. I don't have any money for food. All these different things. Like, for that person who is just beyond at their wits end, like what's, what's a way to encourage them through all that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess I would say to that, there's, there's no gift that, that you'll receive or no sacrifice that, that you will make that won't be or yield a, an eternal uh, return a reward. Right. So um, We've been in seasons, you guys have been in seasons, people who are listening have been in low seasons, seasons where you don't know where it's the, the next paycheck is coming from. You don't know how you will uh, make the next payment. You, you, maybe you've dug your own hole, right? So that's, that's hard to swallow, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe it's because of consumerism. Uh, maybe it's a sin issue. Maybe you have... Uh, created this mess and like the prodigal son when he turns to the father Mm. the father runs to him Mm -hmm. doesn't he 
he doesn't say no no you you screwed this up you did this no the father runs to him takes a ring off his finger gives it to him kills the fatted calf makes the party Mm -hmm. and they rejoice and so i i think clearly it's a running to the lord Mm -hmm. running to him for provision running to him maybe for forgiveness maybe running to him for the first time in faith uh but placing our hope and our trust in the Lord um, and realizing that it's that eternal return, that eternal reward that is so much more than anything we can purchase here on earth. Jesus told that parable, right, of the treasure in the field. So the guy's in the field, he's digging around, which it's not his field anyway. Like, what is he doing digging around? (laughs) Don't want anybody digging around in my field. Um, it digs the field, finds the treasure, right? Then what does he do? What does he sell? Everything. Everything. Because the treasure, treasure, the kingdom treasure, Jesus Christ, is more valuable than everything he had. So, you know, question, have you listening right now, have you placed your hope in Jesus because he is worth more than everything you have are you so ordering your finances because it's worth more, the kingdom that is to come, the kingdom that we are building here on earth for the Lord? It, 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 are, are you leveraging everything? Are your motives toward that return, that reward, that day? And if so, it, it, it reorients how you're looking at your current situation. So if you're low, if, if you need help reach out to Jehovah Jireh, the one that provides, um, and, and not only for like the goodies that he gives, but for the eternal reward mm-hmm. that is knowing him forever. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, dang. Um, well, I feel very convicted. I feel like my mind's been racing the whole time. <laughs> I'm like, oof. They get you guys too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're not alone. Too. After this, yeah. we'll do a personal uh, session. Personal <laughs> session. Yeah. I literally texted Brett today. Sunday, we're having a finance meeting because, mm. and our bank app will tell us like, here's a rundown of how things are going. Oh, and yeah. it's like, hey, we're gonna sit down and talk about this. Oh. <laughs> so, Those are always that. real fun. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Dang. Well. Thank you guys for, so much for coming on the podcast. We appreciate it. Uh, y'all's wisdom has been very helpful. It's been helpful for us. Uh, we can definitely say that. So uh, we pray that it's helpful for anyone that's listening. As we always say, this is a tool, but not the main tool. Uh, mm-hmm. If you have any questions that you uh, or need encouragement, you need a prayer request or anything like that, uh, we have an email address. Be still and grow podcast at gmail.com. Yes. And so please email us. Let us know. Um, we can get you in contact with some really wise people, the patents, <laughs> and they can help you guys. Um, or even just pray with you guys through a uh, hard time or any season that you're in. So uh, thank you guys for listening. We love y'all as always. Uh, Mr. Patton, can you pray us out? Yes. <laughs> okay, Father God, um, we are so thankful for the gift that you've given us of Jesus Christ. We're so thankful that you have poured him out um, into our lives through his sacrifice that he made in our place and for our sins. Uh, Father, I pray that each day we are clinging to him for our provision. We're clinging and begging for your spirit to pour out over us, to be our all, to be our joy, to be our desire. Um, Help us in that then to focus on the eternal weight of the reward that is coming um, in your kingdom for eternity. Help us to focus on that in our finances as, as we weigh whose kingdom am I building. Help us to focus on that when we weigh what, what do I actually need and how can I use my stuff as a tool for your kingdom. Father, I, I just ask right now that, that you would be convicting hearts, that you would be turning them towards you, and that w- your kingdom would be expanding even now as people place their hope and their trust and their finances uh, in you. So we pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
Thanks for listening. Please email us at bestillandgrowpodcast at gmail.com with your questions, comments, ideas, and prayer requests. For more content from Gospel Community Church, check out the Training Day Podcast, hosted by George Jones. This is Catherine, Heather, and Nicole. Join us next time. We'll save you a seat. Until then, be still and grow. grow.